You're listening to Customer Experience Insights. I'm your host, Scott Nagel. I lead our consultant program here at Genesis. Ginger Conlin and Claire Beatty are back on our podcast, this time discussing their recently published study, Human Values, the Operating System for a High-Performing Contact Center. It's a totally unique and timely study. I think you'll find it fascinating. Here's our conversation. All right. Listen, welcome back to both of you. In case listeners missed our last podcast together, can you briefly each just tell us about yourselves and what you do at Genesis? Go ahead, Claire. Hi, Scott, and thank you so much for having us back. We're delighted to be here. My name's Claire Beatty. I'm Senior Director for Thought Leadership at Genesis. So doing all of our research and surveys um, into trends around the customer experience. And I'm Ginger Conlin, and I work very closely with Claire. I'm Thought Leadership Director, helping put out all that great content. Very good. Listen, I, I just saw this amazing study that's about to be released at this date. You both work so hard on. It's called Human Values, the Operating System for a High-Performing Contact Center. Wanted to ask you, what made you do this study? Well, Scott, Claire and I were trying to come up with an idea. We really wanted to write about the employee experience because we write about a lot about the customer experience. But without great employee engagement, your customer experience could wind up lacking. Right. We also wanted to not just do what everyone else was writing about. You know, what could we report on that was different? And so I happen to know about this company called Value Graphics. They have a database of what people value, 56 values they've mapped across the globe. Basically, what people do, their behaviors, their decisions are based on human values. And you can read a lot more about that in the report. We'll just keep it at that for the moment. And we decided, let's look at contact center employees through the lens of what they value, specifically how values differ between high performers and everyone else average and you know other workers in the contact center and see how those values differ. And then through that, be able to help contact center leaders make better decisions in terms of throughout the customer life cycle or the employee life cycle, rather, from attracting high performers to onboarding them to motivating, training and retaining them. Very good. Claire, anything to add? The thing that I'd like to add is that Genesis mission is to provide experience as a service. And that's exceptional experiences for both employees and customers. And just building up what Ginger said, the employee experience in, in the customer service environment is sometimes gets less attention than the customer experience itself. And as the creators of technology for customer service, customer experience users, employees, we wanted to empathize with our user. We wanted to develop our technology in a way that really excites and engages and supports them on their personal values and really allows us to empathize with them. So getting empathy with our users was already also a big driver for this project. Now, that's really exciting. It's funny. We always think of the customer that they're serving and maybe not so much of the actual, you know, employees themselves. That's something I really took away from this. And I think it hasn't been addressed enough. So let me ask you this. What do high performers value versus the average performers? We surveyed 16,000, nearly 17,000 
and contact center employees overall. And based on their answers to four questions, we passed out who were the high performers within that group. And that was about four and a half thousand. And we saw some really interesting differences when we compared the high performers versus the rest. And there's one value, it's called personal responsibility. And that was the highest value for high performers. And what personal responsibility means is they've got this huge drive around work to, to achieve, to take ownership of their work, to get things done, to check things off a list. They're very autonomous. They really like to crank through things. And this kind of personal responsibility that they have is much higher in the high performers than the rest. And also, just if you look at the general population, the average person on the street, seeing this value of personal responsibility being so high is incredibly rare. And it was consistent across high performing contact center employees. So that's one finding that we thought was really interesting, this drive. Yeah passion, this work ethic that exists in the contact center high performers. Um, other values that were very high were family and um, relationships. So relationships with a broad network of people, not just family members. Financial security is a very important value. So really striving to achieve their long-term financial situation. And then also health and well-being are very important values for high-performing contact center employees. There were three others that stood out. They appeared very strongly for the high performers in the contact center, but not really for the average performers. And those three values were balance, loyalty, and tolerance. And what balance means is that sense of having you know, a work-life balance inside and outside of the office, a real sense of kind of harmony between those two elements of their lives loyalty was a big area and that can be something that is earned or it can be habitual so it might be loyalty you know because a company has been good to them or it could be loyalty to a manager but this sense of loyalty was very strong and then also tolerances of differences tolerances of differences within other people openness and tolerance you know very much wanting to embrace diversity so those were other values that came across much more strongly amongst the high performers globally no, that's really interesting. You know, I was about to ask you what your key findings were. Is it what you just told us about the different values or is there more? That's just one of the findings. There, there, are, there are lots of juicy bits that you could count as key findings. So what Claire just told us was it's probably, you know, the top highlights really just taking that global look. But we also looked at the differences between customer service, sales, and tech support representatives. Globally, looking at just the high performers in those three areas, and a few things stood out. So for example, customer service employees, they are the only ones who among their top values is dependability. And they share, they, are, they notably lead, but share tolerance and financial security as high values that are important to them. Right. Salespeople, personal responsibility again shows up at the top, notably higher than uh, among tech and customer service. And also health and well-being is very important to them. And then in terms of the tech support folks, they 
have themselves, they don't share these three values, social standing, ambition, and basic needs. And they, they are notably higher in the area of personal growth. So it's clear that they, they are movers and shakers. They want to move up the ladder. They want to learn and grow. So that was one area. Another area, we asked them to tell us what their greatest strength is as a contact center worker. And we asked in areas of thoroughness and completeness, efficiency, speed, and adherence, and then quality, empathy, and listening. Interestingly, thoroughness and completeness was most common across the globe, followed by efficiency, speed, and adherence, and then quality, empathy, and listening was all the way at the bottom. And one of the things that stood out about that is customers are looking for an empathetic experience. They're looking to be listened to and understood. And a lot of contact center leaders are saying that they want to deliver that, but they're still compensating their employees in these other areas of thoroughness and completeness, efficiency, speed, and adherence. So that is where they're strongest, the agents. That makes sense. Listen, I wanted to ask you, in your report, you lay out a five-step process. If I remember right, it said it's to put values at the heart of decision-making, and it's really there to help businesses. Tell us about that. Thanks, Scott. Yes. It was our intention with this research that it would be practical, that people would have a set of tools that they could use, that they can take back and they can explore more into their region, look at what's going on in their own contact center. And then they can also do short quizzes with their team. And then they can have this framework for solving any kind of problem, addressing any kind of issue to do with the employee life cycle using the framework and the values data. And that's what we've tried to supply in in the report. And I'd be happy to just briefly share with you how the framework works. And there's five steps to it. The first thing to think about is what's the issue that we're trying to address today? And that might be, We want to to launch some initiatives that will further engage our high performers. Then we look at who are we talking to and we address the specific segment of values within a region. So if you look at the data set, it's all broken down by region and there's lots of different segments that you can specifically target. Why do they do things? And that's their values. Their values are the biggest predictor of their behavior. So if you design things that align to their values or you design things that jar with their values, you know what the outcome will be. How can we engage? What kind of activities can we do? What kind of value proposition can we develop? How can we roll out change? How can we reward these people? How can we prevent them from leaving? If you use the values framework, the answers will come much more easily because you'll know how you motivate people. And then when and where are we going to do this? So the classic project management type of approach. Right. So with these five steps, we hope that leaders have a toolkit that they can use to have meetings with their team, to you know, solve problems, to plan for the future, and to really make a work environment that is very motivating for their high performers. Very good. I wanted to ask you, what stood out to each of you the most? And um, were there any surprises in the findings? So we looked at nine regions globally. 
Right. And one of the things that stood out was some of the differences globally in the regions. One thing that was cons- fairly consistent globally, for example, was learning new skills was something that all contact center employees love about their job. So, but we also asked them what else they enjoy about working as a contact center employee. And in Africa, learning new skills, again, was the top, but it was significantly higher, 73% versus the next on the list was 46%, the next region Mm. on the list. So it's huge gap. It's really important to the folks in that area. Gaining recognition from winning performance awards, 61% in North America, excluding the US, we looked at US separately, significantly higher than the next, which is the Middle East, which was 57%. Opportunities for bonus compensation, very high in China and in the Middle East, et cetera, et cetera. So so there was really some big gaps in the nine areas that we asked what types of activities they like best about their job. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you about geographical differences. So you really hit that. And that is interesting. How about you, Claire? I mean, for me, the, the love of learning was something else that jumped out so strongly. It's what they love about their job. It's what they wish they had more of, like learning new skills, firstly, but also learning new technologies was really up there. There's a big proportion of these high performers that are very, very into new technologies, learning about new technologies, finding ways to connect with people better through technology. And I think that if we can acknowledge that that's what people enjoy and give them more of the things that they enjoy, more opportunities for personal responsibility, more opportunities for learning new skills, recognizing their um, appreciation of chances to shine, whether that's through gamification or whether that's through winning awards, just really finding opportunities to recognize the hard work that is happening in CX work today. I think that will be very, very good first steps to building a more motivating environment. Very good. Well, I just want to ask you if there's any final thoughts, maybe there's things I didn't ask you that come to mind that um, you want our listeners to hear. I have one more thing that stood out to me that I thought was quite sure. interesting. So looking globally, you know, as we just said, we, we asked what areas respondents enjoy most about working as a contact center. And two areas that were quite low, surprisingly, were feeling satisfaction after helping a customer solve a complex problem and using my problem solving skills to resolve customer issues. And what's interesting to me about that is that as AI takes hold, taking over more and more of the rote tasks, it's essential that contact center agents use their skills to solve these complex problems. So the question is, do they not enjoy doing those parts of their job or is it just become such a part of their day that it's just the usual what they do every day. And it's, it's no big deal because it's a key part of their job. That's a great question. Well, wrapping up, you know, there's so much to this study. Can you tell our listeners how they can dig in and, and find everything they need online? 
Thanks, Scott. There's a there's a complete resource kit that you can access on our website. The webinar, which was hosted on the 15th of September, is now on demand, and that features David Allison, the founder of the Value Graphics Project. He's a really exciting, inspirational speaker. I know you're really going to enjoy it. Um, hearing him talk about you know the values and his work in neuroscience and how they really are the predictors of human behavior. Then we have the white paper, and we also have the full data set that you can dig into to explore how to use values thinking in your own in your own situation. So yeah, I really hope that you enjoy it and you get a lot out of it and that it leads to a better employee experience for you and your colleagues. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It's exciting all the work you're doing. And I love all the original study research survey. I know that our listeners are going to enjoy it. So thank you again for taking the time to join us. Thanks thank for you, having Scott. us. All right, it was great to have Claire and Ginger back on the podcast. I thought the title of our recent press release on this study was perfect. It reads, Genesis study reveals path to improving recruitment and retention in the contact center in the face of the great resignation. Super timely. Listen, if you have any questions about this study or anything related to Genesis, don't hesitate to contact us. You can reach us via email at consultantrelations at genesis.com or reach out to your Genesis channel manager or account executive. Thanks again for joining us. And remember, you can follow us at your favorite podcast provider.